0: Lord, we thank You for Your mercy, Your grace, Your forgiving love, that we can approach Your throne with confidence, with joy. Lord, we thank You. Lord, we ask that You be with the words that are spoken today, that they would be Your words, that they would be encouraging both to those who believe and to those who hear your words and hear about you for the first time, that we might all glorify you. For this we pray in Jesus' holy name. Amen. <coughs> Haven't even gotten started, and already the water works flowing uh, it's, it's interesting on this message that I've been working on and a uh, number of people have been praying for me in it it's been about three years since I've been up here to preach It feels good in a way, and yet it's like being up here for the first time again. Um, But I got a phone call from Trisha this morning. And she's known that I'm going to be preaching. So This morning at the table, they're doing their prayers. And Nathaniel is usually quiet. And uh, they refer to me as Papa. So they're praying through the prayers, and they come to... The part where Papa was going to be preaching and he wanted prayers for to help get through everything and the sermon and that, and that everything would go well. He speaks up this morning. Papa, help. Need help, Papa. During their prayers. A three-year-old praying for the service today. Great. <laughs> As Pastor Bob mentioned over the next series of Sundays, five Sundays in a row, we get a variety of speakers. With Pastor Bob being in the Sunday school, he gives a chance for all of us to speak. Uh, Those who have been filling the pulpit periodically from time to time. Some of us will speak softly. Others speak more with power and boldness. Some as a gentle breeze. Some with force. But one thing is the same. It's all for the glory of God. Long about March, April, when we were discussing the situation how important it is for the leadership to be involved with the children as well. Bob said he was going to take June. We started lining out who was going to be speaking and that. The Lord laid on my heart to preach what Peter preached. Which is pretty interesting. A number of it kind of gets repetitive. But it's all the same encouraging. It's telling. Uh, may have been a little bit more of a plateful than I anticipated in this. There's so many different directions one can go. One can go on for quite a while on it. And I imagine Peter did. Between Peter and the other apostles, I imagine they did go for quite a while. So, uh, that's the way we go at it today. We're reading that. What Bob read this morning. Where Peter more or less takes his stand. Men of Israel, listen to these words. Jesus the Nazarene, a man attested to you by God with miracles, wonders, and signs performed in your midst, you yourselves know. This man delivered over by the predetermined plan and foreknowledge of God, you nailed to the cross by the hands of godless men and put him to death. But God raised him up again, putting an end to the agony of death since it was impossible for him to be held in its power. Skipping down to the 29th verse. Brethren, I may confidently say to you regarding the patriarch David that he both died and is buried. His tomb is with us to this day. And so because he was a prophet, he knew that God had sworn to him with an oath to seat one of his own descendants on his throne. He looked ahead and spoke of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That he was neither abandoned to Hades, neither his flesh suffered decay. This Jesus, this very Jesus, God raised up again to which we are all witnesses. Having therefore exalted, been exalted to the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, He has poured forth this which you both see and hear today. It was not David who ascended into heaven, but he himself says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand, till I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know for certain that God has made Him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. Now when they heard this, they were pierced to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brethren, what shall we do? Peter said to them, Repent. Each of you and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off. As many as the Lord our God will call to himself. And with many other words, he solemnly testified and kept exhorting them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. So those who were, had received his word were baptized. And that day, there were added about 3,000 souls. And they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. So Pentecost, which is near, comes approximately 50 days according to the calendar, from Passover. So approximately 50 days after the crucifixion, we have the day of Pentecost. God's pouring His Spirit out to Peter and the other apostles. Peter's message to the people who gathered to see what all the commotion was. Where there was quite a commotion with what had just taken place. The people gathered. They heard, they understood what Peter and the others were saying. Many believed, but not all believed that first message. What was that first message? The Gospel message. First preached in Jerusalem. Recorded in the book of Acts. Chapter 2. Biography of Jesus Christ. Jesus the Nazarene. A man tested to us. By God. And before God. The signs, miracles, wonders that he himself. Performed. And that he is. Christ. Spoken of in the Old Testament by the prophets in the scriptures. Born of a woman, born under the law. Through the Gospels, or what is the books that make up the Gospels which record His living, His life. How He fed the multitudes. Healed the blind. The lame. The lepers. And yes, even forgiving those who came to Him. Forgiving them of their sins. As long as they came to Him with a pure heart. Yet, this very Jesus who did all these wonderful, miraculous things was put to death. Put to death by the hands of sinful man. This was God's plan and how we would be saved. Not only us in this room, but those who Are outside of it. We were not there. The day they nailed him to the cross. We were not there. When they pierced his side. With a spear. We were not there when they took him off the cross. And laid him in the tomb. Or when he arose. yet, it was our very sins that we lived that put him there. Yes, we are just as guilty as the very hands who nailed him to the cross. The very voices that cried crucify when he was before Pilate. Yet it was us. It was for us that He did die. It was our sins that held Him there to pay for our sins, for our forgiveness. But you know, Death could not hold him. God raised him up to put an end to sin and to death. Neither could hold him. And he is exalted to the right hand of God the Father. Now we have seen, we've heard the power of God as it's recorded. But yet we've also seen it in our lives. How has this made, or how has it made this Jesus, both Lord and Christ? This very Jesus that we all helped to nail to the cross. Even though we moved by time what He did, what He died for, has changed our lives. Through the death that He, being Jesus, died, we have mercy, forgiveness, grace, everlasting life. Through faith in Jesus Christ, we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. How it saves us. How it causes us to recall Jesus' own words. How it causes us to remember the scriptures. How it brings salvation into play. This promise is to all generations. Whether you were there when they crucified him. Are you come before the cross today. That promise is still there. Peter continued to proclaim and encourage everyone then to be saved from this perverse generation. To continue to devote themselves to prayer to the apostles' teaching which is the Word of God, the Gospel of Jesus Christ. He encouraged them. For some, He spoke of Moses and the other prophets through the Scriptures that they would know. To others later on, He preached and Paul preached and the others who did not even know Christ. But wherever they were, is where they started and brought them to Christ. For those who were in Jerusalem on that day, they shared with those that came in contact with what had happened. To those who left Jerusalem, shared Jesus. With those they knew. With their family. With their friends. Acquaintances. And even to strangers that they met. Some knew more. Some knew less. But they all knew one thing. This Jesus Christ had changed them. That God had saved them through Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, through His death, His burial, His resurrection, that He has become their Lord and Savior. Brings us to the question today, what does that mean to us? It's everything. Everything. Without the gospel of Jesus Christ, without it being preached, without it being heard, we would all be lost. None of us would be in this room today if it wasn't for Jesus Christ. Yet, There's the words of life. We should be more like Peter, a little impetuous at times, but uh, bold, shall we say? The other apostles, James, John, Paul, the rest of them, all to the time to speak of Jesus. His sacrifice, what it meant. Barnabas, Stephen, Philip. Sharing, telling about Jesus Christ. Granted, certain ways, some of it is presented, is very pointed, very forceful. Whom you crucified. Were the words. Yes. I have to admit. My sins helped put him there. But thanks be to God. Through that sacrifice. I have forgiveness of those sins. Who shared Christ with you? Take a moment and think about it. Do you remember how they shared Jesus? Their words? Their actions, how they lived their lives for Jesus, how everything they did was for the kingdom, to the glory of God. Shouldn't we be more that way ourselves? Do we share Jesus as we should? One might say, I'm not a good speaker. Well, welcome to the club. Neither am I. But yet, we need to be willing. Willing to be used by God, whether it's to talk to someone verbally. It might be just our actions. It's been said a number of times, we might be the only Bible someone sees. We have to live our lives that way. We have to be willing to share our lives with others. Sometimes it's with family, friends, people who we just know on occasion or a total stranger. It's not our job to save them. That's for God to do. We should be telling others of this Savior of ours who has saved me through my words, not just up here, my everyday life, through my actions, how I live. Does it shine Jesus Christ? Do people look at me and say, He's a follower of Jesus. Do they say that of you? Lacking the power to do this? I don't think so. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 10th chapter, verse 31. Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all. To the glory of god give no offense to either jew or greek or to the church of god just as i also please all men and all things not seeking my own profit but the profit of many so that there may be they may be saved. First verse of chapter eleven be imitators of me, just as I also am of Christ. So there we have it. We can be this way. We can share Jesus Christ. We can live that life. That shines Jesus. Need to be telling of how Jesus Christ became the cornerstone. The chief cornerstone. He was then. He still is. He was in the beginning. It was by Him. It was through Him. And it is in Him. That the world and ourselves are all created. He alone is that source that holds the world and everything in it, on it, above it, and under it together. He is that everlasting power. It is Christ Jesus. Who is? And who has the words of life? We need to share it with anyone who will give ear. Yes, we can do this. Philippians. Chapter four, thirteen. Some of you may know this by heart. I did a sermon on it called Success Comes in Cans. Philippians four thirteen. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. So we have the strength to do it. We have the power to do it. Not necessarily all our own power. The power of God is with us. The Holy Spirit. He will teach us what to say. He will give us the words to say. And in Colossians, the third chapter, in all that you do, do as for the Lord. Romans encouraging us to not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of our mind with God's Word. 1 Peter, chapter 3, starting with the 15th verse. Sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks. Who asks to give you an account for the hope that is in you yet with gentleness and reverence and keep a good conscience so that in the one in the things in which they slander you those who revile you your good behavior in Christ will be put to shame <clears throat> excuse me allergies this morning Sanctify Christ as Lord in your heart. Always being ready to give an account, to share what Jesus has done. How has He changed you? Has it been for good? By far. By far it has for me. When I stop and think where I was when I heard, where I am today, and where I could be without His words, I'll take this life anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere. Anyway, so with what Christ has done for us brings us to the point of are we willing to share Christ with others? To share what He has done for you, you gave Him Jesus. Gave himself for you through his life, through his sacrifice on the cross. The death that he died to bring us forgiveness of sin and everlasting life. The sacrifice paid our debt, left us, or he left us, this meal, this memorial to partake of in his remembrance of that price. The bread and the cup. For those who believe and have asked Jesus to forgive them, to become their Lord, his, their Lord and Savior, this meal is for us to partake of in His remembrance. As the ushers come forward on the worship team and the emblems are passed, Please feel free to partake of it if He is your Lord and Savior. I ask that you would hold on to the emblems that we may partake of in unison together. This Morning, the whole sermon has been about Christ. What Jesus did bringing his salvation. It leaves one thing as believers to partake of, to meet around his table. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 11th chapter. 23rd verse, for I received from the Lord, that which also I delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus in the night in which you portrayed betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you, do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, the cup after supper, saying, "This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes." The Lord God. we come before you so thankful that you loved us so much that you gave your only Son that he was willing to take the form of a man to be born of a woman born under the law to redeem those under the law. But not only just those who had the law, Lord, those of us who were, as we would call, barbarians. Lord, we thank you that your grace, your mercy was opened up to us as well. That through this very same sacrifice that Jesus gave, we too have that forgiveness of sin, mercy and grace and everlasting life. Lord, we ask that you give boldness to speak your words and encourage those who we come in contact with that they may come to know you as their Lord and Savior as well. For this we pray in Jesus' name.